0: Hi, this is Jerome Davis, I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theatre Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Today we have a special guest, uh, lead actor in the play, Ash in Johannesburg, Joel Aramis, Joel, welcome.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah.
0: It is my pleasure, indeed, uh, Joel. Um, the play that uh, opens on January twenty-fourth, Ash in Johannesburg, uh, is all about. The tennis player Arthur Ashe. I'm going to dive right into that subject. Sure. Uh, did you know Ashe before we talked? Uh, approached you about this role? Did you have any experience about? Uh, uh, have you ever seen him play? Or uh, I actually
1: you, no, I actually did not.
0: Didn't know anything about him. Uh, so what? Uh, what's it like uh, uh, in, uh, investigating a character who really lived uh, and is being presented uh, in a dramatically somewhat realistic play? What's that like uh, for you as an artist?
1: Um, for me, it's. I'm really interested uh it's actually a benefit for me because you know in a lot of plays you know you you just read a script and these are fictional characters but, but for me it was uh there's so much to go off of so uh I'm get really excited to uh to investigate somebody and and watch their interviews watch documentaries study their habits study their 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 speech patterns um their their gestures so Um, It it was really exciting for me to to be able to to have all that research kind of just right there, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Ash has uh, left behind a, a fairly significant body of written work as well. Does does his written, um, you know, uh, essays and diaries and things like that have that informed have those informed you at all, or is it mostly public, um, you know, television appearances or that sort of thing?
1: I would go mostly with the television appearances. Yeah. Uh, I have read some of his things, but I, I I'm very visual in that that uh-huh. regard, so uh-huh. I like to study him.
0: What about uh, the games that he? And have you watched any of his uh, tennis uh, tournaments? Yeah, I
1: did. Uh, I I watched um, most recently the one with him and, and Jimmy Connors.
0: At Wimbledon or mm. at uh, yeah, uh, Wimbledon yeah, yeah, where he won the uh, Wimbledon title in '75, I mm-hmm. believe it was yeah. 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 Uh, that's an interesting contrast of personalities, isn't
1: it? Uh, oh, between him and Jimmy Connors, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> how, how much? Uh, uh, well, let me back up a minute. Is this is this your first time playing someone who who lived a real person, or had you had you done that before?
1: Um, you know what? I think no. Th- this is my first time playing somebody who's uh, is a living person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, what uh, started you on the road as an actor? Did you have parents who were interested in the theater? Did you have a really good teacher at some point along the way? How did you get involved in acting? Uh,
1: my first role was uh, baby Jesus when I was like three months old. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to be honest. Uh, I didn't have like a, a program at, at my high school or or, or in my middle school or anything like that. Uh, my start for theater was mostly in church. You know, um, we didn't have like theater professionals around us or anything like that, but we had people who were really passionate about the subject matter and people who knew how to work hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would do like our annual Christmas play. And for me that was super important, like, that, that was the highlight of my year, doing the yearly Christmas play and then, you know, eventually, you know, getting my small parts to eventually, you know, being Jesus and stuff, yeah. you know, yes. <laughs> working my way up, yeah. um, but, uh, and, and yeah, again, like, uh, people people who, who ran um, our theatre uh, program at our church, they just knew how to work hard and they knew how to bring out the best. Um, and. And I, I had, like, a, a program in my in my city called Original Works, where you had teenagers who were creating their own skits and films and, you know, writing subject matter about abuse and drugs and also things happening in their high school. Um, but still, at that point, I wasn't really thinking about, like, I'm going to pursue theater, you know.
0: Right. And, and how did you get there? Did you—did did a parent push you in that direction, or did you just— Wander in one day, or was it an offshoot of the church? How, how did you end up in that program?
1: Um, well, I started off in college as a nursing major, um, and I think once I started, because I, I was working as a nurse's aide for a long time, mm-hmm. and as I started doing the work, I was just like, "Wow, I'm. This is making me really sad," <laughs> you know, because uh, and I, I love helping people, so. Um, that's why I, I stuck with it for a while, but I kept saying to myself, like, I, I know what I want to do. I know I want to do theater. And I, I know, like, when I hear about stability and, 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 and all that, it's just not—those two things don't seem to coincide when people talk about it. Um, but uh, I was—I um, decided to approach my mom one day, and I said, hey, I, I really—I think I want to major in, in, in acting, and if it pleases you, I can minor in nursing. Uh-huh. And she was just like, well, I don't want you to do this for me. I want you to do it for yourself. And she, and I was just like, and, and I'll get my master's degree too. And she's like, well, that will help. So yeah. uh, so I, I was lucky to have uh, my family to, uh, just to be really supportive throughout my whole journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: that's not uh, not all that common. I'm it afraid is not. And, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, tell me about where you grew up, Joel. Uh, did you grow up in this area?
1: Mm-mm. I grew up in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm. Um and it's, when people think of Connecticut, they think like, oh, Ugg boots, pumpkin spice, Starbucks. And I was like, no. Yeah, Bridgeport <laughs> has a lot of
0: <laughs> problems, as I recall, like, a, like union problems and things like that, factories that have been shut down mm-hmm. recently and stuff. It's got a little bit of the same thing that we're seeing in the Midwest, and the upper Midwest mm-hmm. and Detroit and places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> So how did you, so undergrad was where?
1: Undergrad was at uh, West—actually, Community College at Housatonic, then I went to UConn, Uh and then I had a little—I decided to transfer uh, to Western Connecticut State, Um, and that's where I finished my undergrad.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and and that's Yukon and is where you met Avis Hatcher puzel oh, is that correct?
1: No. We just had a community college. That's oh, where no, I kidding, met her. Right.
0: Yeah. I know she's connected to, to that part of the world as well. Yeah. Avis uh, um, directed our production of The Royale uh, two seasons ago and has choreographed a number of plays for us, um, uh, including The Wiz, uh, three years ago, and she's working on Ash in Johannesburg, too. Uh, not a play that people might as- expect to have a choreographer involved, but there she is, <laughs> and, uh, and she's a big part of uh, big part of this production as well, um, Joelle, um So once uh, once you finished your your um, uh, undergraduate degree, did you go immediately into a MFA program, or did you take some time off? How did that work?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I went straight in. Um, I think my mindset was. Uh, just coming from UConn, um, WestConn was a little bit less diverse, but when I was my time at UConn, um, I remember I would see people who looked like me in the MFA program, and I was just like, if I go out there right now against people who who are on that level, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do well at all. Like, I, I, I felt that there were so many things that I was missing as an actor. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go to grad school to try to fill out these holes.
0: What, uh, what were you missing?
1: Oh, um, confidence was a big one. Uh, my just general knowledge of theater, just because I came into the game so late. Right. Um, well, like compared to some people who had done theater throughout their whole life I A suppose. lot of
0: people come early and still don't know anything about yeah, Well that's it. also true. It's <laughs> a secret of our industry. <laughs>
1: but th- there was just a, a sense of, of, of maturity that, that, that they had that yeah. um, I, I just looked at them and said I, I don't have that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I can get it but um, right now I don't know how to do that.
0: And so uh, Chapel Hill was in your life at that point. Uh, UNC Chapel Hill is that correct? Yeah.
1: For a grad school? Yeah. No. Uh, University of Florida.
0: Oh, Florida. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did I think uh, Chapel Hill? Uh, I lived there. You lived in uh, Chapel Hill when you worked with us on the Iron Curtain Trilogy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what was Florida like for you? That's Because that's about as extreme uh, in terms of difference uh, ge- geographically and other ways as you can get from Connecticut. To
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can... You can uh, I was I was a graduate uh, assistant, graduate teaching assistant at that point. It's like yeah, you can, you can grade papers and hang out by the pool in November, you know. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> so that, that was a that was a pretty cool benefit. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it's I, I I met some great people over there. Um, in terms of the, the program, was much more rigorous than I anticipated. Right. Um, there was a, it was a lot more academic, a lot more teaching involved. But at the same time, you know, mixing with the with the acting program, so uh, and I was challenged, man. I, I, I was also the youngest person in my M S well one of the youngest person people in my M F A class. Uh-huh. Um, you know, other professionals have been uh, equity. They were SAG. Some had been on Broadway. They come back to school to yeah, finish their. Yeah, and I'm just day. like, hi, I just graduated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's good, right? I mean, being in a room with people who know more than you is is the best way to learn. That's the it? best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and like uh, UNC Chapel Hill, uh, that school has a connection to a. Lort Theater, right? Uh, League of Resident Theaters uh, Theater. Is that uh, am I correct about that? Uh, no,
1: not quite. Um, we we have a professional. The- they have the Hippodrome Theater, right? Yeah, uh, there. I think it's Lort Theater, but but it is a professional is. theater. Yeah, and it's yeah.
0: there's a relationship between the MFA students and the Hippodrome, or no?
1: Yeah, it, it generally, um, <clears throat> and uh, even with with the undergrads as well. So um, we weren't guaranteed to uh, become part of their shows, mm-hmm. but um, if there was a, a role that we were right for, we would be highly considered to. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And did you have, uh, have that experience while you were there?
1: I did. I got to, I was in Avenue Q and then <laughs> one of the. <this. laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's not a role, a, a play I immediately think of you for, but, uh, but what else did you do there? Did you, was there a, a, a good faculty there while you were there?
1: Uh, at University of Florida yeah yeah um we had a, an amazing um uh, movement teacher tisa garland um we had an alexander teacher um kathy sarah um yeah all, all my teachers said, uh, tim Mar- Tim Altmyer, Mikhail pinkney um um they they taught me how to work Because I, I i remember just i think coming from undergrad there was something uh Sometimes I would try to get away with the bare minimum, yeah. and I think that they, were, oh, Yancy Bukovic was another, he's a voice professor, awesome, um, but uh, I would try to come in with the bare minimum, and I remember one of my professors like, you know, you're, you're lazy, and I'm like, what, what do you, how, why, why would he say that, how dare you, you know, and I didn't say how dare you, but, but I, was, I was insulted by that, yeah. um, but... I learned later on that they they ex- they see something in me that I don't see myself yet. So they see me they, they see me at a certain place, and I'm not getting there. So so they're like, you're not working hard enough to get to that place that we see you at. No, no. Um, so I learned to just be a lot more disciplined when when I got to grad school. Um, and, and also being able to, to teach at the same time. So it's just like they teach you and then you go and impart this knowledge to the, the, the undergrads that you're mm-hmm, teaching. It's
0: mm-hmm. um, interesting. Do you, do you remember your first day teaching? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it.
1: Well, I was, 20, it was 23. So it was a theater pre- appreciation class right. and um, I forget what, what play we were talking about. Um, I think uh, I think I think actually I think the play was Fat Pig, um, but yeah I had I came in and I'm like hey guys how's it going and I see them looking around or looking around at each other like who who's this guy sitting in front of us and I'm like I'm your teacher they're like oh oh you're t- you're Joel like yes yes I'm your teacher so so it was. Uh, It was um, interesting because I I was so close in age to a lot of them, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I I remember, you know, um, after the first few minutes, just not really feeling that nervous, I I think because like I was on, uh, like we were, I was on their level, you know, so we were very, I was able to relate to them really easily, Um, so it it really wasn't that hard, and I didn't really really need to like try hard. To try to get their attention or try to get them to relate to me.
0: Nothing will uh, will instill a, a sense of um, uh, preparedness in a in a person like uh, standing up in front of a class that expects you to be able to fill that hour or two hours or whatever yeah. with information, right? Sure. Because you 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 know pretty quickly if you don't have enough material to cover that time. Yep, and
1: they'll they'll know that too. <laughs> they know it. I know when you're filibustering. Right? <laughs>
0: Let's all put our heads down on the desk for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> so uh, so uh, MFA uh, program, uh, uh, while you were there, I believe you met our playwright, uh, is that right, Hannah Benitez? Uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was,
1: um, I, I think she was doing, <coughs> either I was doing a show at the Hippodrome or she was doing a show, wh- wh- one or the other. But there was, uh, we had a mutual friend, and uh, that friend was just like, hey, you should come uh, hang out with us um, and meet my friend Hannah. Um, so that, that's that's why I met her and you know we w- went to went to a couple bars and sh- shot shot pool um, and, uh, and she remembers
0: none of it. The- she remembers <laughs> none of it. <laughs> not that's, that's, not <laughs> a moment of it. Because
1: yes. you know, uh, when I when I first got here I was like oh hey she's like oh you don't remember me I we we were in the show together and I'm like no we weren't. It's like <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so well, it's
0: uh, it's been a, a hectic uh, time I know in her life uh, yeah I'm sure she's uh, she's on a really steep upward uh, curb right now um, mm-hmm. uh, as both a writer and an actor she's getting a lot of work in both areas uh, and um, uh, have you uh, enjoyed working on her her play so far I have yeah, yeah. yeah. Arthur uh, Ashe was an iconic figure um, <clears throat> For those of us who grew up in the 60 s and 70s, um, and he seemed um, you know almost uh, to be living in a, a different place than most of the rest of us. That was a very tumultuous time. Um, does the time of this play influence how you approach the the, the role at all? The, what's happening around the character? And how much have you looked into that so far, into the, the, the tumult of the early 70s when, when Ash went to South Africa?
1: When we talk about apartheid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and
0: everything. I mean, there was a lot of other stuff going on, too. Watergate was going on mm-hmm. at that time, it was boiling the Vietnam War. Sure. Uh, There was a ton of um, unrest throughout the world, terrorist groups starting to rise up in different parts of the world like Mm -hmm. the Red Brigade, I think uh, they were called in Italy, or the Simeonese Liberation Army, uh, notoriously kidnapped Patty Hearst back in the 70s and uh, uh, turned her into one. Uh, She was the daughter of an heiress, a a publishing empire heiress. so there was a ton of that. The Munich Olympics uh, murders had happened uh, just a few months before, um, less than a year before. How does all that influence uh, an actor when they're looking at a character, or does it?
1: Um, it, it does, but at the same time, like these were events that, sure, Ash was, he was around these events about the same time it was uh it was he wasn't like a big vocal uh like a, a vocal antagonist right. ag- against a lot of these things right. um so it's 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 really hard because like me personally I, I i see these events and and you know these these things enrage me and, and and of course if there's something going on today i i would i'm much more vocal about about that about those things but um arthur Ashe was um, he was much more subtle in his approach mm-hmm. to fighting the uh, oppression and fighting racism. Mm-hmm. and um, So I, I, I see the events around him, but, but I, I, more, I more look at his approach to it. So his approach was like, I'm not going to do these big, brash spee- speeches, I'm yeah, not going to do the marches, right. I'm yeah. not going to be in your riots, yeah. but I will play in the tennis tournament in, jo- in Johannesburg, and, and, um, and I think people around him were like, you do, you have a platform, do something, say something. Yeah. And he's like, this, this is not, this is what you guys do, all, all the, 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 the riots, at the marches, that, that's not my way, you know? So it was just more, more, more looking at, at his approach to the, the things surrounding him. In
0: the play, we get to see uh, the counter of that in the character of Ron Koringa, who who was at UCLA when mm-hmm. Ash was out there. Um, and was a, was an agitator was a, a, a activist uh, uh, against the war uh, uh, the war effort um, and um, and uh, he and Ash uh, collided a little bit mm-hmm. um, how d- I, you know this is a tough question and not one that really relates to your work as an artist but do you f- feel Ash's position at all or uh, is this something you're having to work to to bring yourself to? Or, uh, or do you, are you more of a Karinga guy? <laughs>
1: you know what, uh, I think I used to be more of a Nash guy, so I, I think that's why uh, I, I, I relate to him in a lot of ways. Um, I think growing up where, where, where I grew up and having a certain perspective and then branching out and moving to a new place, you're like, oh, Things are not exactly the same as like in, as they are in my small hometown. Right. So you start to kind of struggle against what you were originally taught, and then what the things that you're now exposed to. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you don't want to you don't want to lose who you are. So you try to balance the two. Try try to balance the, the two beliefs that, that you have. Um, but at a certain point, you're like, well, I can try to balance all I want, but if this perspective is like actively hurting a set group of people or a set culture, then you just need to like sit down and say, okay, hey, everybody, I'm sorry to this side, but like you guys are wrong. Right. And uh, you know.
0: if you have the platform for it, sure. and, and today we have social media, so, so more people do have a, an ability to amplify their voices than would have been the case even during the 70s. Right. When Ash was there, but what you just described is exactly the journey that Ash is taking in this play. I think, isn't mm. it? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. It's be, because he's trying to. I I think you know he's if uh, if he if he doesn't if he's you know he's very careful about what he does, very calculated, and as like as long as I. If I do something like a tennis match, or if I do these pictures over here, then everybody can see that I'm making change, I'm making progress, and and, and nobody's hurt, nobody's offended. Everybody sees the progress, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, that that's not enough, right. and you do need to be more vocal. and And that's why that's why his, his peers around him were like were were so enraged. I, I remember uh, seeing a quote by Billie Jean King, and she says, "Well." I think I'm more black than Arthur Ashe is, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to get his goat. To, yeah, that's yeah, right. You know,
1: so so when you when you have people around you who are trying to light a light a fire, and 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 uh, eventually he came around.
0: Yeah, he did, he did, and that is that is the journey of the play, I think. Joel, it's great having you back again. You have done uh, Mercutio for us a couple of years ago, yeah. and, uh, Romeo and Juliet, and then you, before that, you had done the Iron Curtain Trilogy in London with us. So, yeah. Oh. So uh, you're starting to become a regular here. <laughs> and we appreciate it very much. It's great to have you back in Raleigh, and we're looking forward to uh, your performance as Arthur Ashe mm-hmm. in Ash in Johannesburg, which runs... January 24th through February 10th uh, at Burning Coal Theater. Tickets are available at burningcoal.org or at 919-834-4001. Joel, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you.